Welcome to the Geek Explore Not Off Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. And uh, here we are on our off week. Uh, we're going to talk to you about some things that are happening currently in the Geekosphere. Um, more of a casual chat show if this is your first time. Otherwise, we have a topic and we talk about it for a couple hours. But this will be a quicker show. Um, we are recording a little bit early, so if something awesome happens tomorrow or the next day or the next day, those would be the days between when we normally record. Um, we will not have it because Ben is going to a bachelor party this weekend. On a houseboat on a lake. Uh, so something awesome hopefully will happen tomorrow or the next day or the next day. It just, uh, it won't be like news. Yeah. Hopefully it's not news. Maybe. I mean, maybe you'll run into, like, fucking Robert Downey Jr. on Lake Shasta or something. Oh, that'd be pretty rad. Yeah, we could talk about that. Or Michael Keaton. It's supposed to be 110 fucking degrees, though. Gross. So, uh, I, if I was them and had lots of money, I'd go hang out somewhere where it wasn't going to be that fucking hot. Yeah. And, you know, in the past, or at least the one time that you were gone, I brought on a guest host, but I didn't want to deal with that this weekend because of a uh, proximity and I'm getting eyeball surgery on Saturday. So let's just, uh, let's record early and we, I only have to worry about a short edit. I think eyeball surgery is like my second least anticipated surgery. I don't want, I don't like eyeball stuff. What's the first one? Like dick amputation? Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably like cock and balls surgery. <laughs> but I had a vasectomy. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, it was a little weird, but, uh, all in all, it was a, a pleasant experience. Yeah. Oral surgery, from what I hear, is not great. I've had teeth pulled out and extractions and shit, so, like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I've had teeth kinda... pulled, but I've never been knocked out for it, and, man, the, the, the pain afterwards. I remember when I got teeth pulled out for before I got braces when I was a kid. That fucking sucked. But when I got my wisdom teeth out, they just, they were so rotten, they just scraped them out of my head. It was fine. Yeah, so th that the lesson, kids, don't brush your teeth. Uh -huh. It'll be a lot less painful when someone has to pull them out. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get fucking cavities anyway. You're gonna get. You're gonna have to have root canals. Accept it. Other than having someone cut your eyeballs open soon, uh, what else is going on in your life? Shit. <laughs> well, I've been uh, I've been cranking on some artwork. Um, I've got the day job. My kid came back from uh, from Maryland, where she. Spends the summer with uh, with her dad and his lady and all of her siblings. She's got like five siblings out there. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So, um, I mean, she gets to have a great time. It's 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 really cool. Like, like we got pictures almost daily oh, rad. on the activities that they were doing. Yeah. So, I, I feel a little, little bad because we don't have the same amount of property or children to play with. But it's been awesome. We've gone swimming a couple times. She started school today. I uh I still have the hair that I had yesterday. Well, yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah. You don't have a lot to spare. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um what about you? I know what you've been up to, but why don't you tell our listeners? Yeah, I've been uh I've been super busy, but uh the cool thing I did was uh I got me an Oculus Quest. I think we mentioned it last time that I ordered one and uh it arrived and I've been using it and uh it's fucking cool as shit. Yeah. That thing is rad. Uh, I've wanted to get into VR for like a, quite a long time. Like I've been like lurking around VR being like, Ooh, yes, that looks excellent. Yeah. Ever like since that. you saw like pervy uncle stinky or itchy <laughs> in, uh, in, uh, yeah. the Star Wars holiday special. That experience looked magical. Yeah. Um, but 
it was just too much. Like when the, the original Vive came out, I was like, okay, that looks cool. But it was like a thousand bucks when it first came out or close to. Gross. And my computer is just not, it's not good enough. Like it's a, it was a mid-tier gaming laptop seven years ago. So it just doesn't cut it. And uh, it's like, I need, I need to go in for like at least two grand to get like a, you know, a proper. Super bitching setup. Like, well, like an entry level top of the line oh okay okay like you know go get a uh the new steam headset and have a pc powerful enough to run that shit uh at least two two thousand bucks but uh the oculus quest was like 400 bucks and uh it's rad it is it's completely standalone so it's got no wires at all which is cool it's got hand tracking it seems to do a really good job of tracking like it it, uh, i don't see a lot of delays it seems to know where my hands and stuff are all the time. Somehow, like, like I'll use it, I'll set up what they call the Guardian, like the area that you can play in. Yep. And then I'll, like, take the headset off, go do that, come back to the room, like, two days later, and it's like, that's where it was. Like, how do you how do you know that? Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got the chance over the weekend to try it, and it, I was I was pretty stoked that it was already, like, plug-and-play ready. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, the, the, like you said, like, the play area that it had drawn out was already accurate. Yeah. It was great. It is, uh, it's super cool. Um, I've played maybe half a dozen games for it. Like I started playing, uh, Beat Saber, of course, was the first game I played because it's like, everyone's like, you need Beat Saber. That's the number one game you should get. Yeah. And my daughter's like obsessed with it now. Oh yeah? Yeah. Awesome. So, but I, uh, went on side quest, like got the, did the stuff so I could put in custom songs and, uh, got a few different games and, uh, yeah, it's fucking rad. Beat Saber's cool. Uh, I've been playing Lies Beneath. It's like an adventure spooky game. It was pretty fucking rad. Yeah. Last time I talked to you, you had just started that. Yeah. How's it going? Uh, it's good. It, like, I, I don't know how far into it. I think it's only like a lot of the VR games, like the story modes on them aren't super long. Yeah. They're like, I think it's like six to eight hours is all. Yeah. I, I would imagine it'd be pretty tough to pack a, pack like an entire like Resident Evil game into one of those. Yeah, and, and some of them, I guess, do, but it's just, you know, it, the thing is, like, you, I don't think a lot of people sit down and play VR for, like, 10 hours, you know, or, or six hours. Yeah, you've got to be, you've got to be single, I imagine, or or at least with a very understanding partner, not with a wife and two kids and a dog and a mother-in-law and a day job. Well, and just a, and a, a resilient face and a strong, strong stomach, you know, like, after about an hour, hour and a half, like, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for a little break. Yeah. Whereas, like, a PC or console game. If I'm into it, I, I can sit there for a very, very long time. Yeah, you can get your two burgers and your two fries yeah. and hang out and for, play for 12, 12 hours. hours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, it's rad. I would recommend people trying it out. And if you got one, I don't have any people on my friends list because I don't know anyone with an Oculus Quest. So let me know. In fact, we'll play some games. Yeah. Drop Ben a line at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Yeah. And uh, subject line Oculus Quest friend jerk off time. <laughs> so uh yeah let's get into the news then huh let's do it do we do what we normally do and get dc out of the way because we've got some dc news why not if i can they can't just leave well enough alone can yeah they? no star wars news so you know i'll i'll just open up with uh with some good news um i saw a headline today that uh that stated bruce tim is coming back to warner brothers animation to produce a, uh, a new Batman animated flick. And uh, this is going to take place in the 70s 
from what uh, from what I understand. It's going to have 70s time period, 70s style. So he's going to have like the light blue suit? Yes. Cool. Yeah, he has the light blue suit. He has the oval. He's got the little like capsule belt. Like nice. he's he's got the suit that I still draw when when somebody isn't making me draw a modern Batman with pouches and a ovalless symbol. Um, I'm super stoked, but it's going to be like a kung fu style uh, movie that and the is going to have a supporting cast that has uh, Lady Shiva and uh, Bronze Tiger, who's I can't remember his his name when he's not Bronze Tiger, but that's what they called him. And then in parentheses they said Bronze Tiger for people like me that don't uh don't know who it is see let me see oh it's uh ben turner i didn't know that name sure why not and the third member of his crew is none other than uh dc martial arts stalwart richard dragon i have no idea who that is yeah no he (laughs) said he he was big in the 70s or at least he was around in the 70s i think he he may have been created by uh denny o'neill r.i.p um, and then he had a he had a series either in the late '90s or the early 2000s that I really liked with Scott McDaniel on the art. Uh, but I always just loved that his name is Dick Dragon, like Dragon Dick. And I was like, ah, oh. like that, <laughs> that 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 sounds. Richard Dragon is a fucking porno name if I've ever heard one. Fuck yeah! But yeah, I'm I'm stoked for that. It's going to be directed by Sam Liu, who uh, who's a longtime director of DC or Warner Brothers Animation. He's been uh, he's directed so many fucking DC animated features. I'm curious what kung fu style movie means. You know, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, and I think I'm only assuming that it's kung fu style because, you know, I don't I don't think it actually said that in the article. But he's got a team of three martial artists. Well, there should be some good ass kicking. Then. Yeah, there's a sensei that they're that they're going after apparently, or like a um uh figure from the past that they're gonna fight so it sounds yeah. like it like it's a 70s martial arts flick fuck yeah that sounds rad yeah i'm looking forward to it so do you want me to uh as usual be the downer and uh and talk about the bad news at dc <laughs> you know i've i've been blabbing for a while and it'd, it'd be appropriate uh so yeah at&t bought you know time warner yeah aol time warner after time bought Warner Brothers and yeah, Time and Bomb AOL Warner, and yeah, they just keep buying more and more fucking companies until they get bigger and bigger. Yeah, but uh, as is uh, usual during these uh, times, there's a little bit of a change up and turnover, and uh, they uh, they pretty much laid off a third of the people that work at DC. Yeah, they just fucking came in there and started lopping heads off left and right. Yeah, they cleaned house from the top, like the like starting with. With, um, I mean, Jim Lee, the the COO and publisher. Like, since Dan DiDio was out, he, Jim Lee became the sole publisher. And apparently he's not out-out, but he has been demoted. And, you know, he's he's been moved to a smaller role. Um, Bob Harris, who was the editor-in-chief, is gone. As well as, uh, shit, a bunch of big editors. I remember reading uh, Brian Cunningham and Andy Corey. Um, I hear Marie Javins is going to be moving into a, into a better role. Um, but what is better is that she's now the janitor. (laughs) (laughs) Like when they start laying people off and moving people around the, uh, the language is all flowery, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. Like the DC universe team was almost entirely routed. 
the toy line team, like I can't remember what they called them, like the DC collectibles. Yeah, they got they got just fucking routed as well. They're toasted. Like DC yeah. collectibles, including DC Direct, is out. From what I hear, uh, or from what I heard, they'll they'll start licensing out their properties. And uh, in the article I read, it did mention like possibly Mattel and Hasbro, which I'm stoked about because when the uh, when the DC action figure line went to McFarland Toys from Mattel, I was kind of pissed. I don't like these McFarland toys. I really enjoyed what Mattel did for the last decade or two with uh, with DC action figures. So if they're going to get involved again, I'm excited. I mean, we say it's bad news. It DC's been not flourishing for for a while here. And so, you know, maybe this is going to be good for them. It's like pruning a tree. You know, you go and cut a bunch of shit off and get get some of the the folks out that maybe were, you know, they had good intentions but were not achieving good results and uh, get them out of there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm you know, like yeah, it's it sucks for all these people, but I don't know them, so it's hard for me to feel personally for them. But, like, it's interesting following uh, artists on Instagram, like DC artists, and them, like, posting some very serious, like, sad uh, posts about about their coworkers. And it's like, I feel for them, but at the same time, like, I don't know them. And if this could mean that DC might restructure itself and become better because of it, cool. Because that that's that's apparently what the whole thing is like, it, or not AOL, uh, AT&T is saying, hey, it's time to treat this like a business and be successful. Because for, for a long time, like you said, you know, like they're not losing money, but they aren't they aren't profitable. They yeah. aren't profiting. So they're going to be restructuring, doing a lot more graphic novel stuff, a lot of digital stuff. Hmm. Um, apparently, they, they're working on some agreement with Walmart to carry to carry a lot of books and graphic novels. They have some of the world's most recognizable IP, so they should be able to do something with that. Yeah, and a lot of titles are getting the axe, of course, because all these editors that are that are getting toasted, you know, they can't just put all the all the load on the on the other people who are still around. But I mean, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman—they're all safe. But uh, is is whoever was responsible for the new Fifty Two gun? Yeah, that that was mostly. Uh, I don't know about mostly, but that that was spearheaded by Dan DiDio, who who oh, was out like out six months while, ago. Yeah, yeah. He, he um, got but, out ahead of this. <laughs> Jim Lee, Jim Lee was a huge part of that. And to be honest, when Dan DiDio was out, and Jim Lee was named uh, sole publisher because they were co-publishers before, I was kind of bummed because I was like, we're not going to get any sort of revolutionary change with uh, with Jim Lee still in charge, like. We need something like a like a Joe Quesada in the late '90s, who came in with Marvel Knights and then took over Marvel and created the Ultimate Line and just you know he really like revitalized the company. Like I would really love to see that for DC. Um, you know they're 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 reviewing um, like their exclusive contracts with people like uh, like Tom King who who's been running Batman for a few years. Mm-hmm. Brian Bendis, who's been running Superman for the last couple of years. I don't like what they've done with the characters. So if it if it changes up and you know goes in a different direction, I'll jump back on and and see what happens. Well here's hoping. Yeah. Whew. DC. Oh, speaking of DC, Fandom is coming up on what, the twenty second? So we're not going to get away with not having DC news in the next one oh, either, are there, we? There's going to be a shit ton of DC <laughs> oh, yeah. news coming out of that. 
Well, I guess uh, on the on the topic, even though it was the topic before this topic of uh, animated features, there's been a a long um, developing Invincible uh, animated series based on the uh, the comic book by Robert Kirkman, um, who created The Walking Dead, and uh, originally it was drawn by uh, by Corey Walker. You sound very certain of that. Oh boy, yeah, no, people couldn't see my eyeballs darting back and forth. No, I'm pretty sure it was it was Corey Walker, and then eventually it moved to, holy shit. Corey Feldman. No. <laughs> uh, sorry, whoa, I super brain farted. Ryan Otley, um, who's been on Spider-Man lately, but Ryan Otley was the artist for the, the latter, you know, like 125 issues after Corey Walker did the first like 12 or so. And I mean, if you've never read it, it was the story of like a, a teenager who finds out he has superpowers. He then finds out that his dad is Omni-Man, who is like the Superman of the series. And without spoiling anything, because it's a good series. I haven't, I haven't read like the last chunk of it, but I read, read like the first 75 issues. It ran for like, I don't know, 125, 150 or so. Um, it's a really good series. You find out not everything is as it seems. Of course it's not. It would make a dull story. Yeah. There, there's like a, a lot of uh, Justice League analogs, but it is a very gory comic. Oh, cool. Yeah. So once I drew a picture of Superman punching a hole through Invincible just to piss everybody off. Um, and it worked with with a couple of my close friends who are, who are very uh, <laughs> Skybound Entertainment centric. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, I don't know. Character designs look good. They look solid. They look like they're pulled directly from the comic. So, hooray. Um, a lot of good voice talent on that, which I don't remember a single one of them. But they're all very talented people. I remember reading the list and going, oh, shit, they got the, oh, shit, this guy, too. It's it's packed with uh, with good voice talent. Go look it up, you assholes. Yeah, I have not, uh, I'm not familiar with that franchise. Is it going to be, like, R-rated animated if it's real gory? I don't know what platform it is coming to, actually. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there weren't like there were like tits or anything in the comic book. It was just there was blood. Well, there this, was, is, this is America. You know, tits will get you an R rating, but you know you can rip a man's head off, and it's PG thirteen. Exactly. Lots of <laughs> lots of dismemberment and lots of just big bloody punches or like giant like cinematic fist fights where in the end of the fight like. The, the invincible character, the the titular character, is just covered in blood. Yeah, which you probably would be if you spent the day punching holes in people. Yeah. Yeah, and he's not a shithead. He's a good guy, but he runs into some bad motherfuckers. But yeah, I, I actually, you know what? If we're ever looking for something for you to read, I would recommend that. I, oh, yeah. I was thinking about starting on that series again. It'd be it you know, there was a lot that I already read, but it's been so long that I wouldn't be able to just pick up on issue 75 and know where I was. Yeah. Well, uh, I saw something that I thought was really rad and is a little bit, a little bit out of our normal bounds. Um, but I thought it was cool. So, uh, and this is, this is my show. So I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) There's a, a Russian car company, I guess called AVR. Okay. That, uh, I guess they do a bunch of, uh, like the custom like refittings and stuff like they'll take a like a tesla and do stuff to it like make it fancier and shit uh-huh. and uh, they've announced that they're coming out with uh, what is essentially a tesla model s that they have turned into a 67 mustang fastback no shit and uh it looks bad as fuck 
Now, I don't know a lot about cars, but is that like the, uh, is that like that car from Gone in 60 Seconds, like the Eleanor? Or that was a Shelby GT. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, it is essentially, you know, the Mustang Shelby. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I think it might be the same. I think the 67 might be the same one from like Bullet and shit. Okay. The green one? Yeah. That so. green car. That's how I know the Bullet car. Yeah. Let's yeah. See show here. me a picture. Okay. I think that may be a little more back heavy than what I'm thinking of. It's it's not an exact replica, but it is uh it is stylistically I Oh mean, yeah, that back end is yeah. totally Mustang. Yeah, oh yeah. It is uh and the interior here, I'll show you the interior. The interior is uh more Tesla y where it's uh, where's the fucking shit? Where it's got a big ass iPad yeah, it's screen. It's got a big ass touch screen, it's got fucking nice modern air conditioner, all the fucking creature comforts that you get in a new car, except it looks fucking wicked. I wonder how that's going to go over. Like, cause you know, people who like classic muscle cars, they're going to be like, look at this fucking tool bag. But, but like, you know, the, the, the dorks that, that love their technology, which I would not mind owning a Tesla or driving a Tesla at all. I've ridden in one once and it was fucking awesome. But I mean, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It seems kind of incongruous. Kind of like it doesn't have the big fucking you know, petrol motor fucking, it's not, it's not going to sound like a Mustang unless they've got like a, you know, the sound comes through the speakers, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it does do zero to 60 in 2.2 seconds, which is a quite a bit faster than the original 67 Mustang. That's fucking done. insane. It's fucking stupid fast. Like there's only been a couple times in my life where I've been in a car and I've like, you know, a light turns green and I hit it as hard as I can. And I try to predict how long it's taken me to get to 60. And every time, I mean, it's probably a good, like 15, 20 seconds or something. I don't know. I've, I've, I've only ever had four cylinder cars. So. It's not two and a half or like less than two and a half seconds. That's for damn sure. That's yeah, it's got to feel like a fucking airplane fast. Yeah. You will feel the G force in that. So uh, I thought it was really rad. Uh, I'm not going to have $100,000 to spend on it, so I won't be getting one. But I'm glad someone's doing that because that's fucking cool. Well, you never know when the big advertising money is going to come through on this show, <laughs> which we can then funnel into our comic book, which then goes Hollywood, which then gets us to the moon. Yes. Yeah, fuck this car. I'm going to the moon. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to contact AVR and see what kind of Batmobile they can figure out in the Tesla. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. It still needs fire coming out the back. Of course. Yeah. It'll yeah. have like a propane tank that you got to fill up. I mean, the way technology is, it'll probably be like a holographic flame. I'm okay with that. Or just have a big fucking transformer and it could just be a, a you know, big shock of plasma shooting out the back. Yeah. No one could tailgate you or they would die. I was just going to say, fuck the hologram. Like, I want somebody to get hurt if they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> Though it would feel kind of cool standing in the flames from your Batmobile. <laughs> um so going along with uh with technology ugh, i'm stretching for a uh segue here um we've got the announcement of a new tron movie uh to be directed by garth davis starring jared leto who's garth davis what has he done i, I do not know no idea who that guy is I, they listed a couple of his credits and it wasn't anything that i'd ever seen um, but apparently Disney's trusting him with it, but I mean, if it's going to be starring Jared Leto, it doesn't sound like it's going to pick up. I mean, like I haven't heard anything about Garrett Hedlund or Olivia Wilde or Jeff Bridges from, uh, from the last one. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jeff Bridges from both, but the other two from the last one. Um, so, but 
you know, a lot of people were clamoring for a new Tron movie since the last one. And I don't, I don't know if this is going to appease them at all because they really liked, uh, Tron legacy, but uh, who knows if it's actually going to take off from that, but new Tron movie, you got somebody like Jared Leto attached to it. Like he's, even though he's not the be all end all, like he is at least, uh, he doesn't pick his roles indiscriminately. Yeah, he's not Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. So, Which, I mean, I like Nicolas Cage, but he will be in literally anything. Yeah. Bruce Willis, you know, yeah. <laughs> John Cusack. Sorry, Cusack. Um, so that's, that's something to look forward to maybe. Yeah. Tron's cool. Like recently on Twitter, someone was asking like, what's your favorite video game movie adaptation? And I went with like the OG Tron. Was, was that a video game before it was a movie? I think so. I think it was an arcade cabinet. Maybe it wasn't. I don't think it was. Oh, oh. no. Did you do it under the geek exploration Twitter? Fuck did yeah, you make us look foolish? <laughs> it's my job, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe it was the movie first. Maybe I feel it like it was. I think it was. Oh man. Well, but it was revolutionary. Well, and I couldn't think of anything that you didn't just want to say mortal Kombat. It's okay. It's not great though. It's no. not a good fucking movie. It's like, it, there's a, it has a place in my heart, but it's not because it's a good movie. But there's Same a thing with Street Fighter. There's a reason why there is that uh, that stigma that video game movies are trash because they are. Yeah, I can't even think of one good one off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, uh, or the Tomb Raider movie wasn't terrible. Ew, that's where my brain went. But yes, it was terrible. I mean. I mean, but it wasn't like Mortal Kombat bad. Oh, but it didn't, it, it didn't have anything to love like Mortal Kombat did. Yeah, that's true. It didn't have any any dude punching a forearm dude in the ball sack and then saying, those are my favorite shades, asshole. I think that's what he said, and then kicking him off the cliff. It's been quite a few years. In fact, we need to do an episode on Mortal Kombat, and I know Casey wants to be on a Mortal Kombat episode. Oh, fuck yeah. Mortal Kombat would be bad. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, apparently I'm stupid. <laughs> oh, but in lieu of my stupidity, Animaniacs is coming back and they announced that it's coming back on the, uh, 20th of November. And, uh, I'm, I didn't know, like, I guess they'd announced it was coming back a while ago and they just announced that it, the, the date. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm interested, but not hopeful. Or I mean, I guess I'm... I'm sorry for talking to you about this before the show because you had a shit-eating grin on your face and you were all stoked. And I was like, how are you stoked about this shit? And now you're being all cautious. I'm not necessarily stoked, but I see my expectations are low, but my my desire for it to be good is high. I don't know. What are, what are the words for that? I have no idea, <laughs> dude, because like we talked about before the show, like you, you confound me sometimes with... Uh, what you're stoked about and what you don't want to see come back. I we we did talk about an analogy that worked with Indiana Jones. I get that. Oh yeah, I like I don't if it's a good story and it's been told and it's done, I don't need to hear it. But Animaniacs isn't a story. It's a bunch of fucking pop culture references and and fucking kid jokes and like thinly veiled adult jokes that kids don't get. Yeah, that made sense. Like fingering prints. Oh, weird. I don't even know that one. Oh yeah, I think it was Dot or something. Said like you know, did you dust or did you? like look for fingerprints and like it shows up it like cuts to her like holding prints You're like why would i finger prints <laughs> or something like that I'm like whoa wow <laughs> how about that wow okay but i fucking loved that show when i was a kid it had all like i mean i think that's like where i got my entire like my the basis of my knowledge for folks like humphrey bogart and fucking 
Yeah, that and Tiny Toons. Yeah, any yeah any of the fucking old school. Like I didn't watch Casablanca when I was a kid, but I saw you know Bogart on Animaniacs and Tiny Toons and shit. And yeah, so I knew who he was. Yeah, between between Animaniacs and I think the first Ninja Turtles movie, like that. That's how I know the speech from the end of Casablanca, you know, where, where he's telling Elsa to get on that plane or something, you know, like, maybe, yeah. we'll meet again. maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. But yeah, I've still never seen that movie. I've got it on my watch list. I'm not entirely certain I've seen it either. Yeah. Um, but it's coming back. So it, there's plenty of shit to make fun of uh, this day and age. So I, I, if they do it well, I'll be excited. I'm probably not going to see it, though, because it's on Hulu, and I don't have Hulu. So, Oh, is that what it's on? Okay, I wasn't sure. So you can check it out and tell me if it's any good. Yeah. Well, speaking of blasts from the past, uh, I believe we had, over the last weekend, PowerCon? I think that's that's the one that happened, the, uh, the yeah, Masters the, of the Universe convention. Which is cool that that happens. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. That's where they uh, that's where they revealed last year that Kevin Smith was going to yeah. be taking on that uh, Masters of the Universe Revelations um, so they had a lot of action figure news there. A lot of it was origins, which frankly, I'm not too keen on. I don't really give a shit. I personally, th- this is a, this is a stupid gripe, but I really, really hate that they changed the cuff of He-Man's boots to yellow from brown. <laughs> I don't know why. I just look at that figure and I go, what the fuck is happening there? It's like when a colorist in comic books colors, like the top cuff of Superman's boot yellow. Like it's never been that ever in the history of this character. It was Supergirl that that was Supergirl's boot in the eighties. But what the fuck are you guys doing? Why is nobody catching that? Why is that person getting work? Get them the fuck out of here. Okay, sorry. Um, I'll probably buy the Skeletor because Skeletor yeah. looks good and he's he's got good articulation. But they did announce that they are releasing um, a line of figures in twenty twenty one called uh, the Masterverse figures. They're going to be seven inch figures. Um, they also on the box art, they released box art for it, but they didn't show any prototypes for the figures. They only showed silhouettes, which look tall and more, um, kind of human anatomy or like, like with human anatomy, not as bulbous. Yeah. Not, not crouchy bubble guys. Um, it, it, it How'd seemed their posture to, look that that's exactly the same or the thing. Like it seemed to call back to like the, uh, the sculpt design I get. I don't know. It's just a silhouette. But it reminded me more of like the 2000s series, more comic booky. Those were kind of cool, except that they all had like hunchbacks. Yeah, they had know, scoliosis. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck the deal with that was. Like, why? Why is your back like that? That's not a. That's not good. Yeah, and that that was in the time when when it was cool for action figures to be just posed, not posable. Yeah, like like McFarlane did that in, in the nineties. Cool. Yeah, I mean, like it was popular, I guess, or they did it, but it was never cool. Yeah, like, fucking, fucking sucked. Yeah, I, I like GI Joe articulation, man. Fucking, I want to move everything. Well, and these are supposed to have thirty points of articulation, so oh, they're shit. more. Yeah, they're more along the lines of like the the uh, Masters of the Universe classics, which I fucking love. 30? Again, by Mattel. That's a lot. Yeah, dude. It's like ankles and shit, right? Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I I picked up a couple of the uh, the DC multiverse, like the last run that uh, that Mattel did for DC. They've got articulation up the ass. I, this first time I ever bought a couple stands so I could pose them. Like you can pose them all over the fucking place. Um, but these ones are also um, I don't know if I said it. I think I got a, got on a tangent on the box art, but they are on the boxes. It says Revelations, so it seems like it's going to be the tie-in oh. with the Netflix series that Kevin Smith is show running 
Cool. When's that supposed to come out? 2021. If we get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, something else that came out of PowerCon. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, they announced, and they didn't give a lot of details, but they announced the uh, uh, Masters of the Universe tabletop RPG called uh, Legends of Grayskull, where you can uh, you can be He-Man or Skeletor or Moss Man. Or, you could probably create somebody named yeah, She-Man. Yeah, you could create, you know, whoever you want. If you wanted to be like, you know, Paper Bag Man, you could you could probably make him. I'll be I'll be Dude Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright Geek Exploration Podcast. So uh, I, it didn't give any details about like the. I mean, it kind of gave some on the system. I guess it's uh, it's like a D six system. It's not like a D twenty D and D style system. Oh, okay. So more like Hero Quest. Um, kind. It's similar to um. The which you probably never played the Marvel heroic role playing game that came out a while ago. It's, I didn't even know that existed. It, it's based on the Cortex system. Um, basically, like as your abilities get better, you get a better die to roll or some shit like that. Okay, I'm not super familiar with it, but uh, it looks uh, fucking cool. Yeah, like in their in their release stuff, they had a couple like uh, example characters that, that were just like their name and a picture, and one of them was He Beast. And the other one was Fistina. Oh, wait. Oh, what was I watching? I did see something that, that had Fistina and I was like, oh, it's a it's a female version of Fisto. Yeah. <laughs> and an apparently a good version of Beastman? I don't know. Oh, that's right. I went to go I went to go watch um, a video hoping that I would get more information or pictures of the uh, the Masterverse figures. And they were just doing like a cursory thing over PowerCon, which had a lot of that fucking Origins shit in there. But yeah. yeah. So it looks cool. I'm into fucking tabletop RPGs. And uh, when that shit comes out, uh, I'm totally down to play it. You fuck tabletop RPGs? All, all the time. That's why all my books have holes in them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Festina's going to be a sticky page. <laughs> um. Well, you know, I've got... Uh, Got a note on uh, th- this is something that that is getting around now. We all know about attention grabbing headlines and you know clickbait as they call it. This, these motherfuckers they sure got me because uh, they this uh, this did they tempt you with a list, John? No, 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 no. They don't need to tempt me. I find the lists. <laughs> um, no, this this one talks about a uh, the last blockbuster video in America or maybe the world, um, which I think the world, yeah, yeah which resides in Bend, Oregon, um, not far from here. You can probably get there in a good eight hours. Yeah, eight or ten. Yeah, that, yeah. They've got the last blockbuster video there, and they are opening it up as an Airbnb where you can have a fucking movie night and spend the night there, eat the fucking candy and snacks and shit. And that's amazing, right? Yeah, sounds fucking awesome. But guess what? Um, it's a lie. It's yeah. all a lie. Yeah, these motherfuckers. Apparently, it's a uh, it, as a thank you to the community and the county. Um, they are doing it for three nights, and they are opening it up to only residents of that county uh, to apply for it on August 27th. But I don't live in that county. Exactly. Like I got so stoked and then my dreams were crushed the moment I read that article. I mean, let's be real. You, you probably wouldn't have driven up to Bend, Oregon for it anyway, especially right now. I, I will say this with 100% certainty. 
If it could happen, I would. I would 100% make it happen. And you know why? The first night that it's happening is my fucking birthday. That would be a pretty rad birthday party. Yeah. And a couple weeks ago, I was working with somebody who was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to go house sitting for somebody who lives in Bend, Oregon. Have you ever been there? It's beautiful. No, I've never been to fucking Bend, Oregon. I've never heard of Bend, Oregon, except maybe driving through the state. So, you know, like like I described it to our buddies, like if if the, if this was like a Hollywood movie where this was like the the pinnacle yeah. of our midlife crisis or something, we would make it happen. But I don't know the people well enough to be like, hey, go uh, get your friends to uh, to sign up for that, and I'll I'll give them some money. Yeah, it, it's not gonna happen. But that's that's fucking rad to spend the night in the last blockbuster on Earth because we grew up with blockbuster. Oh yeah, like we'll that's. Just- just move to Bend, Oregon, John. That's all you got to do. I'd have to do it in a week. Yeah. Again, if it Make was like, it if, fucking if it was a Hollywood <laughs> movie, I could do it. Well, the 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 last point of news I have uh, will be kind of. I'll, I'll try to keep it brief. Uh, I, I discovered Lego Ideas, which is a website um, where apparently, like, if you have a cool Lego idea and like you design like a set, you could put it on there, and if it gets I think 10,000 votes like Lego will look at it and be like, all right, we'll see if we can make it happen. I'm like that's fucking rad. Yeah. And I heard about it because I guess a dude put together a princess bride Lego set that's on like the Gilder frontier. So it's like got the, the, the cliffs, cliffs of, of insanity. insanity and, uh, it's on back behind it. It's got like the, it's got the, uh, like a little, um, fire swamp and like, and it's got like a little setup for the fucking goblet swap and all that. Like it's fucking rad. It's, it's like, yeah, it's not very big. It's maybe like 10 inches square. But it's got all this shit on it. It's got like eight characters, and uh, yeah, it looks fucking cool as hell. And uh, there's, there's like a petition up to like you know say like yes, this is cool. And if it gets ten thousand, this is cools. Uh, <laughs> Lego will consider making it. Hey, well, you know what? We can add at least four or five if our listeners go ahead yeah. and go say this is cool. The one question I had was like, well, how does that work with licensing? Like, I mean, they could get the, the thing and be like, okay, we're interested. But then they got to approach whoever holds the license for this stuff and be like, hey, people are interested in this. Do we want to do it and work out a deal? So license stuff would be iffy. But the, I guess like the, the, the Lego set for the Saturn V rocket came from there. Oh, no shit. And it's, you know, it's been hugely popular. And like the, uh, I guess if you design it, like you put it on there and it goes, like you get 1% of the, the sales of that Lego set. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, with with them coming out with like fun co-pops and shit that they're they're not closed minded to the idea. Yeah. Of course they want to keep their IP going. Like, I'm surprised they haven't done action figures. I can't imagine how it would hurt them at all. Yeah. To have a Lego set. So, uh, yeah, it looks pretty rad. I'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. I'd I'd love to look at it because it almost seems too small. If you're saying like 10 inches square to, to fit all those in there, like I would want like four different play sets it's pretty compact but uh lego's not cheap man it's true and so uh you know you got to think about what the market is for it like people are going to buy it because it's cool and they're going to set it up you know no one's willing to spend 200 bucks on that you know yeah and you know even as iconic of a of a scene as the cliffs of insanity and the sword fight is if that was its own play set for like 70 bucks it probably wouldn't sell yeah Oh, shit. Oh, that's right. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see yeah. it. And and you know what? I will I will make this personal guarantee right now that if they put that out for under $100, they'll get my money. 
There you go. Lego, that makes it all worth it. Yep. Do you have anything else? Um, I guess just one last little bit in the uh, in the topic of uh, movies coming straight to streaming. Uh, Mulan is apparently coming to Disney Plus uh, video on demand. And from what it sounds like, it's going to be a $30 ticket as opposed to like the $20, 24 Ooh. hour rental. Yeah, it's tough. But from what it sounds like, you will own it in perpetuity as long as you have uh your disney plus ah digital yeah. ownership yeah you know and and <laughs> and i'm only guessing on the whole like it's disney plus exclusive or i mean like like if you get rid of disney plus you won't have it anymore because i'm not sure how they would regulate that well i imagine you access it through disney plus and if you can't access disney plus anymore you don't get it it's like having xbox gold or or game pass or any yeah. of those where you have you have all those games so long as you keep paying for the service. I got a whole bunch of games that I got from PlayStation Plus that when I stop paying for it, now my PlayStation won't three won't play them anymore. Well, I guess it it could just be like a line of code that where like you know you can rent a movie on a streaming service and after forty eight hours it goes away. But this one is just yeah, it's just set up to be there every time you log in. Yeah, okay, that makes sense because at first I was like, well, there's nothing on Netflix or Hulu that's like exclusive like you have to pay extra for this oh, thing is it, is it going to be on other platforms other than disney plus i don't believe so no yeah so if it's basically it's just going to be there and it's just it's a not, forever rental yeah and if it's not you know if you can't get into disney plus anymore you can't see it yeah which is only a good thing if you like the movie yeah yeah well i, I was kind of wondering how long they were going to keep sitting on that waiting for theater release because they they definitely wanted to because there's you know different money in it i probably more money yeah the world's weird right now so who knows but you know you can't sit on it too long well and they they probably had to weigh it out with you know or weigh it out against the the um the time it's taking to get more original content going in the world of covid they're like well we have something in our pockets where like we were going to release season two of uh the jeff goldblum show or fucking prop culture which is great Oh, you don't have Disney Plus, so pointing at you is not doing any good. I've been watching prop culture. It's fucking great. It's it's one of those like take props from movies and and uh and explore, you know, like a little documentary. They did oh. one on Roger Rabbit where they went and talked oh, to neat. fucking Kathleen Turner and Christopher Lloyd and uh um uh shit, what's his name? Fleischer. Char Charles no, not Charles Fleischer. The voice of Roger Rabbit. I can't remember his name. It might be Charlie Fleischer. Last name is definitely Fleischer. Fleischer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's a badass show. But I mean, all those things are are put on hiatus. They've got something in the can. So maybe they're like, okay, well, here we go. We have to keep subscriptions rolling in while people are looking for streaming services. So here's something that can that can bolster our... Uh, our, uh, our what, John? Our what? Lineup. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Oh, one thing that I didn't have in my notes that I just remembered uh, is uh, Invasion of WrestleTopia. The final issue came out. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I got I, I read halfway through it and then like had to get up because some emergency thing was happening. I don't remember what it was, but my wife needed my help and I haven't gone back to finish it. But uh, thus far, it was great. So Excellent. Um, I've, I'm like halfway through and I just it just popped into my mind and uh, I'm going to go finish it after this. What platform did you find it on? Just on their website or on Comixology? It's on Comixology. Okay. 
Um, he sent me, he sent us an email saying like, Hey, it's out because he let us know about it originally. Yeah. So yeah. That's how I found out about it. But, uh, and I knew about the series, even though he doesn't think I did. Yeah. So the, yeah, the, the final issue is out. And, uh, though I haven't gotten to the conclusion yet, fucking it's, it's solid so far. So All right. I was a little worried it was going to be rushed and, uh, no, it's not. It's, it's good so far. So I'll go check it out. I'm happy with it. Um, oh, final note. Fuck. We got a review. Oh shit. Yeah. Good call. Woo. Um, we got a review from the infectious groove podcast. We just talked about him on the collections show. Dude that has the giant record collection in the moonwalker cabinet. Oh yeah. 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 He listened to the show, left us a review. Nice. Uh, he said, I love a podcast I can learn from. These guys make it easy to pay attention, learn and, and want to hear more. Oh, he dropped out in that, in that pause. (laughs) Pop culture is an enormous subject and they handle it in a great way. Woo. Yeah. So, uh, thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. And that is everything. I have. And, uh, and thank you everybody for joining us today. Um, I hope you learned something and if not, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, if you want to let us know how everything's going in your life or ours, let us know how everything's going in our life. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Yeah. Hit us up at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias at uh, the Geeksploration, the podcast, Facebook page, Instagram, Geeksploration Podcast, or Twitter at Pod. And, uh, yeah, if you want to be awesome like uh, the folks over at Infectious Groove, uh, leave us a review. And we'll read it right here on this very show. Also, we've got uh, merch available at uh, shop.geeksportionpodcast.com. I went there the other day just to make sure it was still there. It is. Woo! So uh, go there. Yeah. Buy stuff. And our theme song is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. See you later. Bye-bye.